also known as DP0427. My name is Brett, and I'm known as Ogre Barbarian. And we are two of the Osmen. Unfortunately, Doom is not here with us today, but instead we also have a special guest, our first uh, special guest host. Yeah, this is Hate Mail, also known as TJ, but easier to go by Hate Mail in these podcasts. <laughs> and today this is our second yeah. episode of the Osmen broadcast. And just a disclaimer, we may curse. It might happen. We do get salty sometimes. <laughs> so going straight into things, we have a lot to talk about this month, as per usual. It seems that uh, WB likes to keep us on our toes. So normally it's Doom heading the, uh, the MC uh, business, but I guess I have to take over for him today. So the first thing on the agenda, is, I guess we'll get this out of the way. A lot of us are a little bit are affected by this, uh, and normally... Uh, we would start off with things that are directly related to the game, but we thought this would be uh, pertinent to the issue. It's uh, WB Jensen, who was our community manager on the official forums, also present on Reddit and Discord. Unfortunately, now leaving uh, Warner Brothers as of earlier this month, I was going to say, or was it the end of September? Do you guys remember? Uh, I want to say it was like a weekend. Okay, it was just, I thought it was weekend October, but I could be wrong. I, it might have been the end of September. We're going to go with end of September, beginning of October. <laughs> so, unfortunately, yeah, somewhere in there. Unfortunately, for reasons that weren't very clear to us, uh, maybe some uh, some other people have more information than we do. Uh, Jensen is no longer with us. Um, from what I heard from various sources, that uh, it seems like the parting was somewhat mutual, uh, maybe somewhat in disagreement from one side or the other but we don't have too much information on the issue so um we're gonna yeah, unfortunately we're gonna give our thoughts on the issues um one by one and see uh where everyone stands on it i think doom really wanted to say something on the issue but unfortunately he can't be here to say that uh today but anyways uh from my point of view there's been a lot of uh franticness or i guess a lot of hectic uh Banter, I guess, was is the correct yes. word to use in this sense. On forums, uh, on Reddit, and people just stressing out that we're not being informed, we're not being uh, like let known of any changes that are happening from WP because no one's there to do it now, and that's sort of the biggest issue that uh, we as players and people uh, in the community, both of the official forums, on the community center, on in the actual game, and on Reddit. No one really knows what's going on no from the corporate side of things. And that's where, uh, you know, from my point of view as a player, uh, as a mod on Reddit, it's, it's a little bit unfortunate, you know. And um, as a mod, we were told about this a little bit ahead of time by uh, Raijin, who was the community manager before Jensen. And we thought that Raijin would take over for Jensen temporarily, as he has before. But that wasn't the case this time. Now we're just left hanging with nobody. No. So I don't know really how to feel about the issue. So that's sort of where I stand. Yeah, like losing the community manager again. Uh, like it's been it's been stressful. I think for a lot of players, the lack of communication. Unfortunately, I think this has definitely brought the uh, uh, less than desirable qualities of a lot of our players out, and they're complaining and they're whining, but. Other than, you know, stuff you would normally expect to happen anyway, I haven't really seen any, any reason to 
freak out. The only thing that happened recently was the the bug where Android players couldn't get on. And we could have really used some communication right there, but obviously got none, so kind of disappointing, but people are disappointed about is that we he would update us when the new monthly events would happen and that was pretty much the only communication we had with the rare exception of some major issue and then when jensen came on board it felt like issues were suddenly solved i mean bugs that had existed in the game since the start were suddenly getting fixed when i was doing all my hacker stuff it seems like right when jensen came on board things magically started getting fixed quicker so it felt like we finally had an open communication channel to the devs and now we're kind of left in nowhere's land, especially leading up to annual anniversary and the big Justice League month. We thought this would be a yeah. big, you know, a nice big news, some exciting things. And now it's like, we'll probably find out two days before it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, uh, the as you said, um, it seems like a lot of the things like- that uh, we were dealing with um were really not being ignored by most of the most of the official uh, representation of the community over there, um, and one of the things I don't know if it was Doom or someone else said um, was that because Jensen was, it seemed like he was really into his job, and it felt like he was really taking it on him, upon himself to be responsible for a lot of the problems or answering the questions <laughs> that people had uh, in the in the community when when they posed them on the on the official forums and even sometimes on reddit even though for some reason he told me that they weren't they weren't technically allowed to post directly on reddit but um that being said the it might it might have been that maybe he was taking a lot of the stuff uh really directly to heart and then maybe he was taking that directly to you know the, the head honchos at over at wb maybe he was stepping on some toes uh which sort of raised uh a lot of question marks for him or for the for those who are supervising him which might might have caused to give him uh, might might have give them cause to let him go or change him right. or whatever actually happened but we're but thinking that way it might have it, it gives a sort of negative connotation it might have been completely his choice we don't know so yeah what i just don't understand is i've never every other game i've ever gotten into you feel like the developers or there's some spokesperson that you can tell is passionate about the game. You get communication. I just can't understand why this game has such a hard time just giving basic information. Yeah. It baffles my mind. It's got, it's gotta be a higher up over there that has a hush on everything. I don't know. Cause normally, like you said, dev team would come out and say, Hey guys, we've got cool stuff, you know, or something. And there's just nothing. Oh well, I mean, he'll definitely be missed. Uh, hopefully, they'll find a replacement for him soon, and hopefully, they'll uh, be able to live up to his uh, his standards. If not, uh, do a better job than he did. But uh, definitely, whatever he's uh, doing now, I hope that uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him. And then, uh, you know, best of luck to him. Yeah. Quick thing I wanted to mention: there was uh, some new name I'd never seen before on the that posted that latest update so i don't know if that's a, a new person or what but w, the wb thompson right i think that was the name yeah yeah uh, that was on it's i think that person the community manager for the community center and not for the official forums you know the the platform that they use for the game so yeah. official forums that they didn't post that to the official forums at all just, just the in-game 
this is this is the way I think I, I think it's organized over there. I think that everyone's sort of divvied up into their little sections, their little categories, so to speak. And what happens is that um, you have one guy who is on the forums, one guy who's on the community center, one guy who might have been on Reddit, like let's say it was Raijin or something. And then if one guy gets let go or one guy changes positions, they said, oh, well, logically, you would think that let's put another guy from another department and help him fulfill that role. But it seems that either they're completely ignoring that fact or they don't want to do that for whatever reason. But anyways, um, maybe, maybe WB. Let's not not dwell. Well, yeah, let's let's let that go and and continue on with this. But anyways, (laughs) Jensen will be missed and uh, hopefully we'll get uh, an adequate uh, replacement soon because uh, we definitely need that info. Uh, especially with all these updates going coming up with no alerts and no, nothing being uh, thrown at us, like the month before, it was it was great when he let us knew let us know everything that was coming up. So, I really wished <laughs> that was the same thing this time around. But well, what are you going to do? Okay, exactly. So, right. The next thing on the agenda is the state of the game, and this is uh, split up into a couple of parts: uh, bugs, balances, and various changes. Uh, we'll start with some bugs and some problems that started at the beginning of, well, it's at the end of September, beginning of October. Uh, there was an iOS-related crash issue, which related, which resulted in about uh, one day's worth of downtime for several players, and I think it might have been just under 24 hours, actually. But uh, WB Five, fixed that w- within that time and then comp- nice. decided to compensate everyone on the server a thousand gems. So... That was nice. Uh, it was good for um, Android players, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I well, was you compare that to the recent one mm-hmm. where we only got 100 energy. <laughs> I was going to guess. I don't even know if the 100 energy was related to that or it was something else, but. I think that was the Alliance mission issue. I can't remember. Does, do you remember Hate Yeah. Do you remember Hate I think that was the Alliance mission. Yeah. Um, they, uh, I think I think they did give us the energy based on the mess up from the download. I, I'm iOS, so I'm not sure yeah. exactly because I didn't have any of the issues. But it is nice yeah, to see that of, they're finally compensating us. No, but the, the that's the thing. Um, it it's it's kind of weird how how it affected a certain group of people. But then they 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 sent out the compensation to everyone. But I mean, I guess there's no real way to figure out who's on iOS and who's not, and just send it to the iOS people because that would take way more time than just sending it to everyone. I guess right. Uh, yeah when you have a shared server it's right right um the other thing was uh what was there there was the alliance mission issues where there was some alliance missions that weren't being registered correctly there was Uh, the upgrade uh, had it as a pvp that day or something right 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 that was uh on september 25th that happened when um which is which was huge actually a lot of uh, alliances didn't make top 100 or the whatever finishes they would normally make because sunday was their their big day to rack up all the points, right? So that was yeah. for a lot of them. Uh, that that was the day that they were compensated for like a hundred essence or a uh, hundred thousand essence or something like that. I can't remember what it was. There was it was, it was like ten thousand, right? But over the at the end up until the end of September, we had the a thousand the thousand gem compensation for the iOS crash issue. We had five hundred gems compensation for Alliance mission issues, and some essence compensation essence. here and there. But overall, they were compensating us for various things, but that doesn't uh, that doesn't answer the biggest question: is why aren't they really testing these or proofing these before they release the updates? 
because I think the biggest issue related to the iOS issue, why it took so long to fix, was uh, because I've, I've actually worked with apps before and releasing them into the App Store takes at least 24 hours usually to make an update because you have to send it to Apple to get it approved. And then, <coughs> then it goes live, right? So that whole process is sort of the, uh, the bottleneck in terms of time. So they can't really afford to have these mess ups and then have to like ha- expect players to wait about 24 hours for them to put an update patch and then compensate everyone because a lot can happen in one day, right? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially when you're losing out on your login bonus and everything else. Right. So, okay. Now, with those small bugs out of the, out of the way, uh, let's get on to the new things. Uh, the HP bug fix, well, I guess... Uh, the Hallelujah. HPs, right. The HP, the HP <laughs> are what they're supposed to be, finally. Uh, we're going to get into that a little bit more later when we talk about um, PvP, but uh, there's that. The next thing that went live was overheals on men's goes live, uh, and also overheal as a mechanic uh, with Enchantress. Later we'll talk about her. Uh, and what else was there? There was Lobo, who was uh, retuned and then re-retuned. <laughs> so they, they announced that Lobo was uh, a little bit too broken uh, with in conjunction with uh, Deathstroke, and they announced a sort of uh, retuning of him earlier in September. Uh, but, but on September 26th, they re-retuned him because a lot of people were complaining that he was being nerfed too hard. So originally, what they wanted to put it at is that his um, revive, his revive percentage would have been was capped at 90%, and it would only be at 90% if you were at uh, maxed out levels. So you'd have to be at least level 70 for that to happen. Instead, they changed it to uh, 99%, which is what it was originally. But it would have to be uh, one below max on his uh, his ability need to be one below max. So I think it's uh, seven out of eight. Level seven out of eight. Right, seven yeah. out of eight, and he has to be at least level sixty yes. for that. Um, but yep. and even though they 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 introduced this and they. Uh, the even when Jensen was around, he he, he let everyone know that this was going to happen. When it did go live, it was still bugged the first day or two. It wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> so we get back into that issue again. But now it's working. So uh, we'll talk about yeah. um, Lobo again uh, when we get to PvP. Uh, then there was uh, the new other, the, the other things they added were red alerts, um, be having refresh costs. That will allow us to refresh completely the uh, the lit the, the what do you call it the enemy list and your uh, your character roster. So, uh, but the prizes the what do you call it the the rewards for that day will stay the same. So that means uh, if you have, for example, Arcus at the 15 shard slot and Supergirl at the seven shard slot, they will stay there. And if you refresh, you'll have more chances to get those shards. Uh, and the first refresh costs seven five hundred gems, and I believe it scales up from there. But I've never refreshed, so I don't know what it is. Do you guys know? It goes to a thousand, I think, next, and then fifteen hundred. Yeah. Okay. So it, just it ramps up pretty quick. Five hundred per 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 refresh. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think you, so. I think it, I mean, if you think about it in total, like you're getting about twenty, you're getting twenty five shards per run each time. So if you're if you're counting it as 500 gems for 25 shards plus whatever else you're picking up along the way, that's a pretty good deal, right? At least for one refresh. Uh, even at a thousand. I think 
Yeah. And Reddit mapped it out to where at, I think up to 2000, it's better than any other deal you can get. Yeah, pretty much. Like if you think of the standard uh, shop prices being at 80 shards per or 80 gems per shard, as long as you're below that, you're fine, right? So, yeah. Um, okay. So then, uh, which is why the 2K25 mm-hmm. works out. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, what else was there? Uh, the the missions they added new missions, new daily missions and legendary missions for red alerts. Uh, the first one giving you, uh, I think five essence gems and I can't remember exactly what else. I always skip over really quickly. <laughs> I always, um, yeah, it's it's not a lot. But the big the big deal is the legendary version of it. So if you can complete, uh, if you can start ten red alert battles uh, in the day, uh, after clearing all your daily missions, you'll have uh, you'll get one uh, hope and one uh, willpower uh, ring so that's actually a big deal because a lot of us uh, I guess I guess I would say everybody is pretty much bottlenecked on blue hope rings right so this is a great way to get them yeah yeah and now that it's fixed yeah right so the the and and the 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 key thing to notice here is that the fact that uh, it says start 10 battles so that doesn't necessarily mean you have to win 10 battles. So this is a basically a guaranteed reward as long as you enter each battle with as at least one person. <laughs> so if you have Yeah, if you have 10 characters in your roster, you're getting it. <laughs> right. So if you exactly. So if you have 9 characters in your roster and you just die every time, you just die. That sucks. <laughs> if you only have 9 characters in your roster, you're probably really low level and you should at least be able to complete one of them. Yeah. I would hope. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, uh, about Red Alerts, uh, what do you guys think about the changes that they made in for Red Alerts? Well, I, I think, think it's a good change. The, yeah, they're good, good change. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing... There's not really much to say other than it's, you know, it's very efficient on yeah. your earning. I'm actually just really happy about the refreshes just... um, in general being, a, a given, being an option now because you, you ever get to that point you, where you're like one one threat away from completing the whole thing you're at 11 and then you just get like really just, unlucky critted out of the, out of the battle and like all your good guys are <laughs> out, right so i i just doesn't I, it reset the whole thing though it does i don't know actually i've never refreshed it have you yes. I'm, oh. I'm pretty sure it resets you all the way back to one. Oh, so then you can't no, no matter where you were oh okay no you can't oh, okay well i mean i guess it's better than nothing it does though. give you another shot to try and complete it but yeah okay so early on and then <laughs> okay so so anyways <laughs> i guess it's, it's still better than nothing but yeah having that as an option is great okay um i have a personal grievance okay, uh, of mine a, uh, because this is the first mine, month uh, that i actually tried to go ahead actually, and do the last node of the lord of the undead challenge uh, the cathedral of death i think it's called and I found out uh, to my uh, to my chagrin after getting four characters to uh, legendary four to, to be able to have a f- complete team to fight it that the RAM requirements on uh, on that node are really really high. Uh, personally, I'm running an iPhone uh, six plus, and the the standards show uh, one gigabyte of RAM on the phone. <coughs> that's not enough because every time I get to about the seventh or eighth node, it will crash on me without it without fail. So and uh, it's okay. mainly because there's too much stuff going on. The game's trying to load too much stuff, and it's just really hard to process. But 
Dante, uh, I think he's from Convoluted Outcasts. I can't remember exactly. It's it's the CO of the Convoluted Ones. But uh, he posted a video on Reddit, which got me thinking, uh, because he was able to solo the entire thing with Arcus, Gear 11. Uh, so I thought about it. So if you have Arcus by himself, Arcus. there's less animations, less stuff to load. So there's a, high, there's a higher possibility of you actually completing it. And uh, without crashing, and I did, no. I got this this week to Gear Eleven, and I did it on my <laughs> did it by my on his own. So <laughs> so for all of you out there, video with phones, awesome. yeah, for all of you out there is with phones with less than two gigabytes of RAM, uh, Arcus is uh, <laughs> Arcus is your go-to. Get him to Gear Eleven, and he'll be able to solo the whole thing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. You have to get him to uh, Legendary Four, of course. But yeah. That, that, that's sort of the biggest hurdle. Arcus is a lot better than I gave him credit for, even in this meta, because I've had a few Arcus you kick my ass. Yeah. And I actually like Arcus a lot more in, in PvP now, mainly just because he can one-shot uh, Deathstroke once his, once his awarenesses are gone. But, okay, we'll get to that in PvP. Uh, okay, so as for the state of the game, in terms of uh, the general state of the game, uh, without getting into specifics of... Uh, characters or pvp or anything what do you guys think um as compared to last month for example hello and PvP. Go ahead, i personally like yeah I, uh, I personally like where we're at the only thing i feel is missing and i'm hoping since we've had you know like we were talking about before no communication i'm really hoping we see some kind of aid end game content because right now whole setup of the game is you're mostly penalized for being so oh. there's not a big advantage to having maxed out characters yeah you're, you're kind of or, cutting, you know that's a whole other cutting, topic but you were you were cutting in and out of, out there a little bit but i basically got the gist of it you're saying you we're, were penalized for something for having characters maxed out or getting to end game at this point we need an end game right. event right yeah so you know i'm, I'm happy with a yeah, lot of the changes epics Mm-hmm. Okay, um, right. So we need we need more game content, basically. Um, yeah, where's chapter nine? Where's chapter ten? <laughs> like this game's been out for a year now. Yeah, where is the new stuff? Well, like they haven't really given us any something new stuff. Specifically tailored to people who are at the you know the veteran players. We've had a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that caters to newer players, which we need, and I I want to see, but we'd have nothing that encourages me to finish getting all my characters to 80. Yeah, the, the last uh, official podcast that they made two months ago, uh, that they were sort of hinting at legendary events being unlocked at some point later down the line, because I'm sure that's in their, uh, their streamline right now, something that they're working on. And I expect that to be something huge, right? That to be like a game, a game uh, mode that everyone wants. But the way that they were talking about it didn't sound like it's something that's coming very soon. It just sounds like something that's an eventuality. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but it's always been an eventuality. It's been sitting there since day one. <laughs> it's just been that purple <laughs> troll on the left side of the screen. Pretty much. Let's see that before they bumped into yeah. 80 all of a sudden. And then the 80 bump. Yeah. And I don't have a single character to 80 yet. I'm not even 80 yet, but work towards something I want to do at the end of the game. I would be very surprised if they actually raised the cap to 80 within 
uh, within a six-month period of 70 being the new cap. So, I mean, it, it's... You mean 90? Well, I guess 90, yeah. I mean, I mean it being like the, the, gear, the, gear, uh, the gear cap or the gear minimum level. Um, mm. my, 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 my point is that they can't be just pushing out these really heavy-hitting updates so quickly, right? We need, they have to give people time to catch up. Now, between gear uh, 70 and gear 80, sorry, level 70 and level 80, uh, that that was about just under a year, right? Or was it about a year after? If you if you go by the beta, it was about a year, right? Release was November second, right? But the beta started in August, right? The beta started, or something like that. I don't know. Okay, but if we go by that, then but it was about a year. So if we go by that at least, so then you know a year, I can see that being reasonable. Year, so, okay, let's let's raise the cap now. So if they do that again before next August then you know people will be up in arms i don't want to see a cap i would like to see an event that 70 but it's much harder unless you're close to 80 or have your characters very high and it's not easily exploitable with you know a level 60 lobo Mm -hmm. um (laughs) yeah sure well let's get let's get into that a little bit more later uh okay so the overall state of the game i guess there wasn't too much of a change there was some positive improvements some crashes bugs here and there but it was dealt with so Nothing really significant, I guess. Anything you guys can think of that I that I might have missed? Um, no. Right. I kind of glossed over H, the HP fix because we'll get into that a lot more later with the characters. Well, that it really only impacts PvP anymore. Obviously, <laughs> most of us are right. done with PvE, so. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll get into that with the, uh, the state of the meta and PvP and so on. All right, let's get into the characters for the month then. Uh, the two new characters for this month are Enchantress and Scarecrow. And I'm going to let you two take care of this one because I actually have nothing to say on these two characters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I unfortunately don't have anything to say on Scarecrow. So that's all you hate now. Um, Enchantress, though, I do have her at level like 53, gear 9. And she's I've been playing her in the uh, event for her second event, and she's not bad. She definitely looks like she can do some things if I actually put some power up into her uh, skills and got her to gear 10 or gear 11. Um, she does a lot of interesting things, I think, with her chaining abilities or her abilities that can chain together the way that they do. I mean, a uh, two-thirds chance that when you use your basic attack, you're going to get an overheal on your team, even if it is a lot weaker, does seem really cool. Uh, I know right now it only heals like 500 on my guys in the event but like I said I'm only gear 9 and have like 4 points in her powers so I'm enjoying her I took her to I have her level 72 legendary 4 gear 11 and she's I especially like her as a leader and I think if the meta shifts back green she's going to be extremely strong um, against the current meta it's you know red heavy and she, pay, she her strength lies when you pair her with another healer and you can chain those combos yeah i i, th- I think she's going to be a great character and she's one of those characters i knew i wanted to take up even in this red heavy meta because it will shift to green yeah. i'm sure again at some point and then she's going to really shine well that's the thing as they saturate with you know red or green or blue it's going to shift to the next one over so that people can counter it 
And because Deathstroke and Harley are the thing right now, the green is going to come as soon as people figure out, okay, well, these are the characters I need to use to counteract these two to do this and remove all the buffs. And, you know, people are still complaining about them, but I think they're going to shift here again. Possibly Um, next month. Games that I face, I always put her in as leader. I've been using White Lantern Sinestro. He's my favorite. And you can just decimate those teams. And she's fantastic in red alerts. I mean, you can get your whole team overhealed. Yeah. I actually have a question about for both of you about her. Because I was watching uh, Hitmail's video this morning um, with the the, level, okay. the legendary four Enchantress play. And there was a couple of things I was noting. She, she gets picked off really easily by like arrows or whoever. And, but uh, when she does stick around... She, she starts getting out of control really fast because the overheals start stacking up and she chains off a lot of things. But then you were you pointed out, I can't remember where it was, that I, maybe it was in our chat or it was on Reddit or, or Discord somewhere, but you, you, noted, you, you noted that when you're facing uh, against like the baby Lobo team compositions, it's a liability because she can actually just accidentally kill him and then think, and death strokes off to the races. She, um, her AOE will actually does surprisingly good damage, especially if it crits. And this is a problem when you're facing these stupid baby Lobo teams, because if you heal her and she procs it, then he dies and then Deathstroke gets super strong and she doesn't have a lot of life. So you have to have something to protect her. And, you know, she can get nuked down by Deathstroke or Harley. Right. So yeah. I mean, it, what about her applications in the future, you think? Because uh, obviously this month, uh, uh, Overheal is going live is something that WB is looking at as a, a mechanic that they want to be in the game and that they want it to be a core part of the game, probably. So they're changing heals in the future, too, mm-hmm. to, to be over heal as well. So I'm guessing Zatanna will also have that sort of capability. Now, uh, I'm expecting at least her true heal to overheal. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing maybe true heal might just be reworded to overheal. That could be a thing, too. Or, they, but, or maybe overheal will have true heal properties. I don't know. So uh, well, the I true think heal. The reason that it had true heal was because it actually got around heal immunity, right? Originally, so I mean, I don't know. They may rework she'll... her legendary to be true heal and overheal. Are strong too. If you have when they fix the Tana to overheal and then have um, you know, if there's a green healer down the road and you can, and you know, have like a team where everybody has a heal component in one of their attacks, and then I could see her getting crazy. Yeah. 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 World's greatest detective. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I think that there's potential for her. Uh, I'm currently farming her and I expect to get to finish at Legendary 4 with her, but I'm, I don't have any plans with her at the moment just because the current meta doesn't really favor her that much. And I feel like she's kind of like um, how Blue Beetle was when he came out and who else was there? Uh, Poison Ivy, really. They never really found uh, a meta game where they could actually just flourish, and they kind of just fell off to the side. I don't think that Enchantress is exactly there, but uh, she's she's good enough to sort of hold her own. But she'll probably need the sh- a, a little bit of a shift for her to come back out. I guess that's what, <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm yeah. Say. Uh, okay. So uh, say, my uh, girlfriend actually came up with a really cool team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She put her Green Lantern, Hell Jordan leader with Zatanna, Ivy, and Enchantress. And I was like, wow, that actually looks really cool. Yeah, sounds fun. 
It's a lot of healing and a lot of buffing. <laughs> yeah, and then there's Doom a lot like going on there. Is a chemo doomsday team. I haven't found her being super great outside of the leader role, just because she's squishy, and I feel like other healers can do everything she does, but slightly better. You know, they have more to their kit. I feel like her place is really in the leadership role. <laughs> I think that the way you need uh, the sort of team composition you need to sort of take advantage of her and is to sort of keep her alive. And in the videos that I was uh, I was watching, um, well, basically your videos, <laughs> you were doing the right thing. You were playing with mainly with uh, Harley Quinn so that you would be able to have the taunt up and protect her for as long as possible, and she'll be able to protect Harley Quinn. Uh, also, your White Lantern and Sinestro also protected Harley Quinn, so that the others could sort of protect each other and take care of the the enemy. So I mean I guess I guess that's pretty much where she'll have to be in this current meta and probably in future metas, but we'll see. Uh, okay, so about Scarecrow, um, I'm currently trying to get into top 100 to get him. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, I don't know. Um, you were the only one to have uh, Scarecrow before us, I guess. Hate mail. So that's. I actually really like him. He's one of those characters that even in this current meta, I've played a bunch of teams. You know, he fits well with Harley because of her evasion. I didn't, I didn't like him as much with Livewire, just because of Lobo. Without Lobo there, he's fantastic with Livewire as well. Um, the counterattacks and the evasions. I mean, with with Livewire and Harley and him, they all three counterattack. So you can really the leadership role mm -hmm. i think he's better in a leader role but outside of leadership role in red alerts i use him constantly because it keeps your characters alive um overall i think he's a he's one of those characters he's, he's very good he's not an op character he's just one of those characters that work and it's just a good well-rounded kit he feels like bedford yeah. but a little bit different he sort of feels that sort of role yeah kind of i, I kind of feel the same way yeah he's, he's got a good kit he works well. I think there's a lot of neat comps that yeah. that are outside the norm. But by So what you're saying is he's an outstanding support character. Yeah. He's not high damage. He's not high damage. He's not, I mean, if you if you had strong blues you're facing, he's not going to kill them fast enough, so you really couldn't run him by himself. But, you know, we don't, I mean, how often do you see blues other than DOJ anymore anyway? That's true. Yeah, well, I bring my Grundy occasionally. <laughs> Grundy and Cheetah. And I yeah. always have Cheetah. There, always have Cheetah. There's a little bit less than a handful of them, really, though. But uh, okay. Uh, what else was there? Um, uh, about Scarecrow. Um, what else? I was, I was going to say something about him, but I just completely forgot now. Okay, well, yeah, I'll, I'll just have to wait then. <laughs> uh, let's go on to the reworks. This month we have Dr. Fate and Grundy. Uh, let's start with the biggest changes to Dr. Fate because he was completely overhauled. Um, the points that I wrote on our to talk about list were basically most of the community hated his change at the beginning, uh, maybe even still now. Uh, it was completely reworked and everyone was saying how he feels very different than he was before. He's based around silencing and uh, heal immunity, debuffing uh, based strategies. Um, and now he has a leadership ability too and people said that it wasn't really needed. It doesn't really feel like it does anything. So anyone have thoughts on that? I honestly liked his kit when I saw it. 
it was definitely a big change. I'll, gi- I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. There's not any way around that one. Um, I, I think the hit chance up is actually really interesting with all the evasion and everything that's been going around lately. Right. Is this well, the, I should say lately, forever. I think so. Yeah. Other than yeah, I think before all he gave was intelligence up. Right. I mean, but I mean, uh, in in the game, we never had hit chance up like one by one instead of it being like one hundred percent hit chance up, right? Yeah. So chance it was up. only cyborg getting at one hundred percent hit. Right. Yeah, okay. Really. Right. So uh, this is the only iterance. Like we've had the opposite, right? We've had hit chance down. So each stack of no, no? scarecrow was the first one to introduce that too. Oh really? Okay, so never mind. <laughs> yeah, um, before that we only had evasion and the hundred percent hit. Hit chance down. Yeah right. Okay. Oh, you're right. You maybe she is. Tara. Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyways, uh, if for those of you who are un- who are un- unfamiliar with what we're talking about right now, uh, hit chance up and hit chance down are different from the one hundred percent hit chance uh, buff. The difference it being is that each stack of the hit chance up or down is equal to 10%. So that means, uh, for example, if you have five stacks of hit chance up, you have a 50% more likelihood to hit the character uh, than usual. So, uh, And the opposite being, if you have five, uh, five stacks of hit chance down, you have a 50% less likelihood to hit the character. So... Uh, this is a quite an interesting mechanic. Um, why do you think it's so interesting with uh, with Doctor Fate in terms of uh, the evasion characters? Do you think it'll ramp up enough to 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 sort of overcome the evasion that they have? Well, it'll make them not impossible to hit anymore. Because mm-hmm. I know when a, when a huntress gets ramped up to eight, ten evasions, or Harley even, you know, you're just not going to hit them at all, and they're just going to keep keep going. Whereas if he gives you a handful of hit-ups, you might hit them and kill them real quick. Okay. I, I actually really it. like I actually really like him, and that hit chance up makes it so you don't have to. I mean, it's still it's difficult, but you don't have to run Terra and Cyborg Superman. <laughs> right. So it, it'll give you a way to sort of get around certain uh, trouble, like troubling characters like Harley Quinn and Huntress, etc., uh, without having sort of those staple... Uh, <laughs> characters that would sort of take care of them easily. But the the but, next question, though, is that related to the changes to his, um, I guess, mechanic, uh, as it were, before he was sort of um, known for his retaliation potential, the ability to just sort of nuke people with his passive ability, which is now gone completely. Um, even though it was like a 23% chance? Right. It wasn't even that broken. Right? It was pretty <laughs> low to begin with. It was really low. I did see a I did see a battle end on turn one in like one of the old metas, where uh, basically he just completely retaliated uh, one of Supergirl's um, moves and he just nuked the whole team. <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, if if he crit, you were dead. Right, right, right. Um, so, my 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 question now is that with his sort of silence and heal immunity uh, based strategy, do you think this is better than the old Dr. Fate or uh, worse? Or is it just different? What is it? I, I, I really think it's just different. I, I really honestly, you can't compare the two. And I honestly, I think a lot of people pointed out that it should have just been another Dr. Fate that they introduced at some point down the line. A completely different character with the same 
with this kit that they're doing because I like this kit itself. I never played the old Doctor Fate, so I can't compare it. But this kit, I like this character. It, I mean, if I didn't have so many other blues that I'm using, with you know that have been reworked or <coughs> White Lantern, Sinestro, etc. Um, but I was using Doctor Fate a lot. I mean, he works great against Baby Lobo. He works great against Harley. Mm-hmm. He's you know he he's a decent character. Okay, I mean that's actually the thing that uh, that that's actually the thing that I was thinking about for him. Um, yeah. Basically, just to, to counter he's, the current meta because he deals with a lot of the problems uh, that we're currently facing, and I'm actually working on him to get him to gear or level sixty gear ten for the moment. Um, my goal for him personally is to get him to legendary two for right now. I'm, I'm just under that right now, so I'm still farming him a little bit. But what do you guys think about his legendary order? What moves or what abilities do you think people should be prioritizing if they want to be using him on their teams? I'm going to pass this to you to hate mail because I, I haven't even met R5. I haven't even looked at his legendary stuff. That's because I don't want to say... I know the moves I'm thinking of, but I don't remember which slot they were in. Um, you can sort of... Sort of just- the biggest one, I think... The one they want most is is the third one, which is Purge 7 buffs from a target. I mean, that is... That's the one that's really mandatory. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the rest of his upgrades, I don't... These characters that at Legendary 1 would be perfectly fine. The rest oh. of them have... Um, I took the his basic next just to I took the fourth one I think so that way if once he because if he casts his basic and puts heal immunity on them or he, he casts his third and gets heal immunity on them he'll sit there and proc his um, extra damage and sometimes that procs often and when you're trying to get rid of stacks off Deathstroke or you're trying to take down a cyborg Superman I found that quite useful cool okay so I mean, so just to summarize, he's basically uh, great already at legendary one, and, and everything after that is just gravy. It's not, it's not really mandatory past that. I'm not sure if it's just me, but it sounds like you're cutting out a little bit. Oh, okay. I say both of you are. Yeah, there, there's a bit of a disconnectivity Indeed. issue. I don't know what, exactly what it is, but uh, okay, we'll have to sort of <laughs> truck through it. Okay, let's move on to everybody's favorite zombie, Grundy. So, uh-huh. uh, Where's just stink when you need him? <laughs> uh, and actually, well, I, there's actually something else we'll talk about Grundy later on in the next part of the podcast, the second part. But uh, the changes to Grundy, uh, as far as what I noted down here, is that uh, it seems that there's multiple different builds for him. Uh, there's tank and ramp based strategies. That's what uh, Ogre you pointed out, I think, in one of your videos. And uh, yeah. Now, now they also changed it so that his revive, which uh, is guaranteed at least once. So I think that that's the, huge. The percentage is still the same, though, right? I think it's still like 33%. Or something yes, like the percentage didn't change. It's just they guaranteed him one. Yeah. So that's actually a really big deal. It kind of makes sense for a zombie it is. if you think about it. But yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So let, I'll let you. Well, he was, he was the only character with revive who didn't have at least one. It didn't really make sense, right? You the know, other two only had one. Okay. So, okay. so yeah. What's your what's your thoughts on the changes to Grundy? Overall, it doesn't feel like he changed all that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did, but he didn't. Like they changed his passive, changed his this, that, and the other, his legendary upgrades. But like, he feels the same. He's still the big monster that he needs to be. Oh, 
There's definitely more ways to build him now with his legendary upgrades. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. There's a question about Grundy that we'll, we'll probably answer a little bit later, but you have something to say, hate mail, about Grundy? Seems pretty much the same to me. He's not quite as good as he was with Ares, because that was the, the great combo. You could always run with him to keep getting the speed ups. But now, the, the guaranteed revive is, I feel like, a big benefit. That, that was definitely needed. Okay. Yeah. Now, in terms of uh, his build, the way we build him, like it, it's clear that there's sort of this taunting tank-based mechanic. Then there's also this sort of uh, speed rampy-based uh, mechanic as well. Can you build them together, or should you be building them separately? Uh, if you get to legendary high enough, you can build them together, but I wouldn't recommend it. Because either way you're going, you're probably going to want his one as your second upgrade, his basic attack, so that you can increase the damage he deals. So he's going to do massive damage either way. It's just you're going to have to pick, okay, do I want the the speed ramp of his taunt, which will basically nullify the taunt, or do I want the, uh, you know, increased decreased AOE duration um, cooldown, or do I want his passive, or do I want his revive to get any percent speed? You're going to pick one of those other abilities, and then you're going to pick his one to do the extra damage like that's I don't really see another way to do it you agree with that hate mail well the only thing I would say is that the pick the taunt and gain the eight speed ups you pretty much you cast the taunt and then you your move happens almost immediately after so and that one is a lot of others are I personally would recommend taking the like he said, the number one and the number five, because I would want, when you revive, you want him to attack. I mean, I've lost matches just because he just won't die. He keeps reviving, he, killing my team. <laughs> he keeps coming back and smacking yeah. people. <laughs> That's what but, he's there for. Is the passive on four still broken? Because I know for a while. Yeah, it is. I tested it last night. And it's kind of still, it easy. Even with the updates. Still, still down. Mm, okay. Yeah, he doesn't gain any strength off of it. Sadly. So for those for those of you uh, who aren't aware, his fourth ability is still bugged. He doesn't get the strength ups, so probably just avoid that for now. The legendary upgrade only. Yeah. So if it does get fixed later down the line, and if you are looking to build into a ramp strategy, uh, probably keep enough shards to legendary him to that point. But currently, I wouldn't put a point into that move because it's currently bugged, as Ogre said. So... Okay, um, let's move on to everyone's favorite topic, the state of the metagame. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> let's look at the noticeable changes since the 1.14 patch. Uh, now, let's go into, before we get into the, the actual uh, PvP uh, analysis, PvP. let's talk about team compositions. Let's- now, since the change, has it? Has there been any new team compositions or anything that y- you have noticed? For example, like tank-based control compositions, men's overheals or bleeds or anything that's really standing out for you guys? I still think at this point, now that the HP is fixed, everything is wide open if you want it to be. If you want to build a team of a favorite character and you can support them well enough, I think that they're in a good spot at this point. Like, literally any character is available if you really want to try for it, is how I feel. I agree with Ogre. Um, 
the current problems in the meta don't have anything to do with the hit point change was awesome and it opened up every character to being viable and if you drop ranks where you're not facing a hundred of the deathstroke baby lobo teams you can really run any team to be viable challenge based on i mean i think this was an awesome change it's just we have a little bit of a broken mechanic still that kind of right needs your ability sometimes well, we'll talk about that. Right well, now. we also have people still trying to gain gear 11, so that kind of helps That's true. Now, with Deathstroke being the stabilizer there. Now, specifically, I, I do want to talk about certain team type compositions because I think a lot of people, as you guys are saying, if you as want you to, you can make it work uh, if you really want to. Now, the question is, what do we want to be making work? So, I mean, I've been watching a lot of hate mails videos, a lot of other people's videos. People are experimenting with uh, Grundy and Revive teams, uh, evasion team comps, uh, contr other control things, um, counterattacking teams, and so on. What do you guys think uh, are things that, that might really jump out in the future, or even right now? I still think bleed teams are in a really great spot right now with Deathstroke being around. Bleeds are amazing at taking him down. Same with Harley. If you can land Cheetah's basic on her a couple times, she goes down real quick. Lead teams, I'm actually going to, this Sunday, take up, finish Dr. Poison to gear 11. Because I think, especially with her anti-heal on a bleed team, that could be... Oh, that sounds cool. Uh, okay. Yeah, I have her at gear 11, but only L2, and she's been doing work. Has anyone been experimenting with since her AoE is true damage. Oh. Okay. Has men's? men's and overheals like men's? Mira or uh, Enchantress, I guess. Um, anyone experimenting with that? Chemo's my only mender, but <laughs> him having two full bars is absurd. Yeah, um, I will say that. Yeah. Men's from Mira work really well. There was a team I faced or saw a video of somebody yeah. counterattacking one of my teams that had Green Lantern, Mira. I can't remember if it was Harley or DOJ and one other character and on a team where she can be protected she those overheals plus the damage immunity are extremely good and I, I want to work I haven't done Bane yet I want to do a Mira Bane Medville base team with the overheals I think that could be very strong that sounds entertaining I really wish that Doom was here so that he could help us talk about uh, tech-based control compositions because I think that he's one of the only people that are actually running them. Uh, do you guys know what his, his basic uh, team composition is? Harley, Doomsday, Chemo, and I want to say Cheetah, but I'm not positive on the fourth. Yeah, I'm not sure what the other two. I just know he always talks about Doomsday and Chemo just blowing everybody up. Can you give people like the idea of what the team is about? Like, what, how does he control, how does he tank people with that sort of composition? That's what that team he says. But he's not using her as a leader, I don't believe. But he might be. Um, but he basically just, Carly's protecting them initially, so they have time to ramp up. And then Chemo's bleeds. I'm not sure how he's doing it. I, I would actually like to see a video on how he's handling the baby Lobo with that, without killing him over well, and over. Yeah. I can tell you from my experience with Chemo Cheetah, you can usually ignore the Baby Lobo for the most part because Cheetah's basic most likely won't kill him. And then Chemo can just use uh, his chemtrail and fallout and never even touch him and still control the rest of the opponent's team. 
she's counterattacking. That's where I'm curious to see. And maybe he's just stacking enough bleeds that it doesn't matter. Deathstroke yeah. just keeps getting ticked down. Yeah, you get rid of Deathstroke's awareness real quick. All right, well, let's since we're talking about Deathstroke and Lobo, let's just get to that uh, the uh, the big elephant, the, the elephant in the room. So, uh, Deathstroke Lobo teams, uh, rip Deathstroke Lobo or not? <laughs> no, they're still strong I, and moving. <laughs> I think he's going to be around forever. They're going to be around forever. Like, they're a thing. Do you think that WB should take more action against that, or do you think that? Uh, they they've done. I don't think so. I think the players need to grow. What about you, Hate Mill? Like to see. I, I think, well, the, my problem with it is that you can build a team to counter it. That's not really a big issue. The thing that annoys me, I climbed to rank ten during the week just for this podcast. I really don't need that many shards of this character. But when you get to there, the only teams I was worried about were the 18k teams and it's kind of sad that i'm more afraid of a team under 20k than i am of a team that's 28k in team power yeah the baby lobo teams when you look on your log the teams you lose to are all the baby lobo teams yep to see would be i'm hoping in november you know they let the character have it for a little while some kind of aoe and granted you do have that with dr poison but it's kind of random um, some kind of AOE or some kind of counter to that baby Lobo reviving over and over and over, making a team that has one strong character. Well, I'll say one thing though. I mean, mainly it's because I'm 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 uh, from the other side of the of this argument because I'm one of those exploiters. <laughs> I'm one of those 18, 19k team guys who just rip through everybody else. Um, but the main, the, the one thing I will say though is for people who are having a hard time getting to gear 11, it is a way that keeps, that lets you still compete. Although it's, I'm going to have to say, and I'll admit that it's very stale. It's very boring and it's very, like it's the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, as the ping man was, is uh, pointing out in the chat, uh, basically the same, the team composition, the team composition is basically the same three characters with the fourth rotating slot. Which is Deathstroke, Lobo, and Harley Quinn, Mad Jester, uh, and then the fourth slot just rotates in and out based on what the other team has. Um, and the the whole idea is that uh, most of the time you're just trying to take care of their Deathstroke or their whatever the biggest threat is, and then uh, just draw all the fire onto Lobo, and then you'll just easily wipe the rest of their team out with Deathstroke. Uh, it, it basically doesn't matter what their team level or their gear level is. But the problem is that this creates a crutch, a big crutch for a lot of players. And I have a, I have a feeling that even though I'm currently working towards several Gear 11 characters, I have two currently, and hopefully by the end of this month I'll have three or four more. But uh, yeah. when you have that diversified roster, but you've been winning with this underpowered team for so long, why change anything, right? So that's sort of that crutch that it introduces. What do you guys think of that? Uh, well, I get bored really quickly because I have ADHD, so <laughs> I can't use same team for very long. I have to experiment and try new things. And that's, you know, you'll see me when I put up my videos. Yeah, it'll be a lot of bleed team because they work against what I'm fighting, but I'll experiment and try other things when I'm not recording. So. And that's the, the part I have with the other problem I have with it is that. Uh, you know, I'm always testing all these weird teams. When, and where I started getting a little salty about it was I was testing these Enchantress teams. They would probably work 
a somewhat red team. <laughs> if you accidentally, if you have any characters that have a counterattack, you can't use them. I mean, I'm looking at the number one guy right now. His highest character is level 68. <laughs> yeah. 18k team. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like there's the people that have dumped, uh, you know, everybody knows I've dumped a fortune into this game. Um, you build your characters up. There's no incentive. My board has maybe one or two plus eights. Everything's plus five. So it costs me three times as much to climb the ladder. Um, <clears throat> I mean, and then also the, the kill the match. I mean, as you're saying, I mean, so then it's, it's also giving people the reverse incentive. Then, right? Why why go to gear eleven if I can if I can stay there at gear ten with baby Lobo teams, right? So that way I'll have more plus eighteens yeah. and more plus twelves on my roster on my. Uh, uh, list, right? People in my alliance are intentionally staying lower level and not gearing out characters because <laughs> means it keeps the red alerts easier. Yeah. And there's it, the, the game right now is encouraging you to not gear out your characters and rank up, which is if you haven't done it yet, it's unless actually, you can do them all. Yeah. So I mean, if you think about it, it's it's actually it's normally not what you would think that the game is trying to push towards. They want you to keep developing your roster. They want you to keep developing your characters. They don't want you to like keep things stagnant so i mean so if you look at the 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 way that the metagame is shaping the other modes of the game then what do you think of the actual the state of this meta compared to current or past metas and let's go with like the last month and then before that right so between last month and this month has there really been any change not really no not at all i mean i see the exact same teams that i saw last month and do you think anything is going to change next month? Like, what do they have to do for if if they don't really like nerf if, a character? What are they going to have to do <laughs> if to change the metagame? I think this one's on the player base at this point. Mm-hmm. The player base needs to figure itself out, and nobody wants to change. So, I don't think so necessarily. I think if you see a out that has either some kind of AOE anti-res or. Um, they do something like Batman TDK if he gets reworked and he has some kind of ability. Mm-hmm. That's true. So um, so you're saying that next next month then if they introduce characters to combat the current situation, uh, we might have a shift. You guys still there? I'm not hearing you, yeah. Oh, are we cutting in and out? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. That time. Okay. Anyways, I yeah. was uh, I was saying uh, they're gonna need to have to introduce new characters or characters that will have new kits or new abilities to combat the current situation. It's the only way the metagame will change. Somebody had was right now Batman TDK is anti taunt, and if he had an ability like an AOE ability that maybe even didn't do damage that removed a taunt, mm-hmm. there you go. I mean that's <laughs> that could be yeah. yeah. I, yeah, taunting is is probably one of the if his passive was just yeah. If, if TDK's passive turned into at the beginning of my turn, if somebody's taunting, remove the taunt. Yeah, that would be that, that would be, be very interesting. Yeah, uh, or maybe they introduce something like taunt immune, for example, so that uh, your enemy your enemies will start with. Uh, so they could introduce something as start the battle with type of effect but for your enemies for your enemies so imagine like give uh, everybody a taunt no like imagine the leadership ability or some passive ability saying that uh that uh everybody that as the as the battle starts um everyone's taunt immune 
So uh, I don't think that would really change it. I think honestly, if you're going to do that, you just give everybody a taunt because if everybody's taunting, nobody is. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That could. It's all one suggestion on Reddit somewhere for TDK change would be every time a character taunts, the leadership ability for TDK would be everyone gains awareness. Oh. Ooh. That would be cool. <laughs> That'd be hilarious with Lobo. I love that. Lobo dies. Taunt. Everybody's aware. <laughs> That's pretty cool. What are you gonna do now, Deathstroke? <laughs> That's true. That that actually would be really cool, actually. Um it kind of makes sense too. Hey, if you think about it, hey, I'm over here. Yeah, we're aware. <laughs> <laughs> come hit me we know we'll we get know. there don't worry uh okay cool um okay so with that uh that little bit uh out of the way is there anything else you guys want to talk about in terms of pvp i i still think it's you know great time to pvp if you're not in the top if you're down where i am 10k 5k you can play all day and have so much fun yeah it is a blast below the seems like once you get to about rank 300 it's just yeah i did about yeah i'm pushing for top 100 this this week and i did about like 30 or 40 uh battles today and it was boring because you can't auto battle them either <laughs> so yeah, you just, have to tell them what to do. And, and, and one move, and, one and, mistake. So if I accidentally do Deathstroke's um, third ability instead of his second ability, it could actually cost me the whole match because not having that one extra point of awareness could could be the changing factor when you're fighting Deathstroke against Deathstroke, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, it was boring. It was super boring. It's I, I spent like four hours just doing the same thing over and over again and just rotating one character. <laughs> by, by the re- so. reason I switched off um, mm-hmm. Work Superman, who's still great, to Terra was because where it would end up Cyborg Superman and Deathstroke. And depending on the strength of the Deathstroke and how many times he had revivers, he could sometimes kill me, or if I was just patient and just did his basic over and over and over, after like 10 minutes, I would finally win. But it was <laughs> Jeez, so slow. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I'm, I'll say one thing, though. Um, for, for those of you who, who've ever played, like, uh, competitive games, like competitive card games or anything like Magic, and I think all of us have uh, here, uh, there's a different there's different types of players in those type of cat- categoric um, e- sort of there's different categories of players in those type of games that, that was my windows going off sorry <laughs> um but basically there's spikes those are players or who are basically there to compete and always and just want to win and then there are players who are like johnnies who want to build like combos who want to do cool things and then there's just like the traditional type of players right so i think the majority of people um who are playing deathstroke lobo teams for example and me, myself included i just there to win, really, because... You're a spike. Yeah, I'm a spike. Well, I am a spike. I, I'll admit that. So, I mean... Well, I mean, you did make the Pro Tour, so... <laughs> but, I mean, I don't fault anyone for being a spike either, because this is a competitive game, and you want to win. So, I mean, it's also a game to have fun at, at the same time. So, you kind of pick and choose where you, uh, where you want to be. But the problem is that the community is very divided, uh, against for or against Deathstroke Lobo team compositions. There's some people think that you know 
uh, it's really like the bane of PvP. It's ruining the game. It shouldn't be there. Please do something about it. Nerf it even harder than you did. Um, and then some people are just saying, hey, we'll, we'll, it's it's the only way we can compete against Gear 11 teams, so we want to win, so keep it there, right? So, I don't know. Yeah, It's sort of a necessary evil, but at the same time, it is kind of parasitic. So, yeah. So. And it stinks well, it, that... It's kind of like... Go to level ahead. 70 in full gear, and he's actually worse than he was at level 60 with crappy gear. Yeah. <laughs> well, depending on the team composition, yeah. But yeah, if you're running a bleed team composition like Ogre is, maybe uh, it's not so bad. But yeah. Yeah, I, I love having my Lobo gear. I'm going to take him to 11 as soon as I can. Okay. I just hit level 65, so. Cool. Okay. Getting well. there. Uh, moving on from PvP, I want to gloss over a few things uh, before we wrap up this part of the game talk and move on to the second part. Uh, there are a couple of things that changed in terms of packs and events uh, since the end of September. There was a noticeable Vixen pack and a Lobo pack in stores uh, right at the end of September. Um, and that, uh, if, for those of you who weren't playing in September, it was Vixen and Lobo month. Uh, Vixen, the Vixen pack and the Lobo pack were the same size. However, the Vixen pack was 500 gems more expensive than the Lobo pack. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> well, she was the the character that you had to buy anyway. He was basically given to everybody. So, whatever. <laughs> but do you think it's justified? In terms of cost? Yeah, like I said, I, I don't see the reason or the problem with it really because she was the the paywall character anyway yeah okay Okay. um i really like vixen surprisingly yeah it's too bad yeah i wish i could use her she's only r4 (laughs) it's too bad we don't see more of her around yeah but yeah i was watching your vixen videos well i think a lot of people just don't have her yeah yeah i just hope that she comes back again for pvp but i know i know she's been there twice already but still not enough because you need you need I think like what L two L three for her to be decent. Oh, I have no idea. Hey, uh, Mel, what do you think on? Uh, if you're not using her as leader, which you really don't have to, she's pretty strong. The only two, a lot of people are high on the basic. I didn't take that. I have her L four without it. Um, but I I didn't know it lasted three turns, so that does change my opinion on it. Hmm. If you have the Rhino stamina upgrade where she stuns, you can get by with just that one. Oh, okay. So she's decent at Yeah, that's kind of where I wish I had her. Okay, cool. Well, you can run over and over and over into him, stun, gain more life, and reds can't kill him. Well, maybe she'll come back because we've been noticing also... I, I have to argue that Catwoman could probably take down Vixen. Yes. <laughs> Catwoman could take down a lot she's of people. A, she's a beefy blue. I used her... I was using her a lot before well, yeah, all these she's a tank. came out. Yeah, she is. She is a tank class as far as her gear is concerned. So she will have a bajillion yeah. HP. Yeah. So, um, what was I going to say? Uh, there were a couple of things because we. Uh, I hope that she comes back because we've been noticing some trends at the also at the end of the this month. You're cutting. Sorry, the end of September and the beginning of October. What I've noticed is also that they're they're introducing uh, more characters in the hero challenges that were former um what's what's what do you call it former hero challenges from previous months so wonder woman doj was actually introduced as a six-day event character this time and 
we I hope this is actually a possible trend for the future. So for people who didn't have a chance to to play in the Captain Cold, uh, Blue Beetle, Ivy events, and so on, this is a great opportunity for them to pick up those shards again, right? And they also brought. Uh, I I think this might be a one-time thing. You think so for the the DOJ event? It's, it's DOJ. It's because next month is Justice League. That could be. Yeah, I think I'm it'll almost guarantee it. Yeah, that's probably the also the other reason why she's at the stores too, right? Yeah, like they're just ramping up. Mm-hmm. That's all they're doing. I don't think it has anything to do with they're bringing back characters. I think it's just literally her. I mean, because why would you start with her mm-hmm. when you know? Arcus has been out forever, even though he's available in red alerts. You didn't do anything for him. You didn't do anything for Robin. You put him in the PvP pack. You didn't do anything for... That's true. Captain Cold, Ivy, who have been out way longer than DOJ. DOJ just relates to the movie, so they put her out. That's fair. That, that could be what it is. I think... I think they did some big sale right after the, you know, the movie came out on DVD. And, I mean, she's a good character, mm-hmm. too. So I, I actually am happy they're doing that because yeah. she's a good... Yeah. to pick up. Yeah, they they brought back the uh, what do you call it? the gem pack? They brought back her gem pack when yeah. the uh, digital gems of wonder. Back. Right. Yeah, that was a good pack. You know, it's a great. She's a great character, and it's a great she way to pick up her shards. Pack. I mean, even her pack that's currently in in stores now is also a great way to pick up her shards. So, anyways, um, what else is there? Uh, it seems that they they've stuck to a certain um, hero challenge plan. So I think that they're going with this in terms of consistency. It seems that since last month, month, they're keeping 10 days and 6 days, and both of the events will start on Saturdays. So there will be, because the 10-day one is obviously overlapping two weeks, uh, the two events will overlap for a couple of days, (laughs) and there'll be one day off where there's no events uh, every Friday. Or not every Friday, but every other Friday. So... yeah. I don't mind it so much, but I always feel that it's weird that there's a day off and then there's yeah. a few days of overlap. You can reduce one of those days of overlap by pushing it a day and not have any day off, right? So, just really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is a little awkward. Sorry, what are you saying? Can't hear you right now. I like that there's a day off, but I don't like that there's overlap. I mean, it, it just seems like they're getting a little bit more and more greedy by adding one day. <laughs> there <laughs> but i mean yeah it's also but it's also the same argument it's like they're giving us as much as they can and giving us much more than we uh, like we basically just want more content we want more stuff to do but then then we're complaining the fact that they're happening all at the same time right so i mean i gotta get where they're going to but it just feels well, like poor, it's, it feels like poor planning that's all well when we say we want more content we don't want more events we want actual content like new content. I want more chapters to go through. I want, you know, other stuff to do all the time, not something that's there for a week or two. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, okay. we will wrap things up for this part here, and we'll go on to the second part of the show uh, after a short break for a couple of minutes. But before we do, do you guys have anything to say before we wrap up this part? I'm good. <laughs> Hey, Mel, do you want to plug anything? The only thing I would like to add, say is uh, if anybody's looking for a good alliance, my alliance, the Court of Owls, <laughs> um, we were looking for a couple of players. So. And if you guys don't already, uh, check him out on YouTube. He posts oh, a lot of cool videos there. So, yeah. 
so on my side, uh, to wrap things up, uh, I'd like to thank again our graphic artists, <coughs> our logos, our album covers, the Dark Knight 54, who uh, made our initial logo, and uh, Ogre friend, Ogre's friend David, who helped us with our current co- um, uh, album cover. He also recently made a sort of comic book cover for us that's uh, I, I posted on Twitter. I'm looking for a way to put that onto our social media right now. I'm not sure how to get them going. Uh, but if you guys don't already, uh, please follow and like and subscribe to our Twitter pages, uh, Facebook, YouTube, or SoundCloud at uh, The Oddsman. Uh, on YouTube, if you search The Oddsman, it'll come up, but our current uh, our current URL doesn't have The Oddsman in it. But uh, if you check on Reddit, it's there. On SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook, it's at The Oddsman. Uh, also, if you don't already, uh, check out our Patreon uh, page at patreon.com slash uh, We uh, We already have our current first subs- our first patron, first big $20 superhero patron, hate mail. <laughs> so so uh, if you guys want to be cool like hate mail, if you, as if, if you could see in the chat, uh, he has the cool Osman patron uh, blue color. So he'll have that special role that'll highlight him and show him show how how big of a boss he is and if you want to be a bigger boss be as big of a boss as he is uh i think that it's from the ten dollar hero level tier you can have that same color and if you are a huge boss you can get the legendary special color at the fifty dollar level so yeah check that out at patreon.com slash the oddsman and I think that's about it. Uh, let's. Oh, one last thing before I forget. Uh, next, our next topic. Oh, sorry, our next episode will feature a new a new guest. Currently in talks with him, but it will probably be Daniel from a the superhero review. So another YouTuber who will be on the next episode probably. Uh, okay, so let's take a couple minutes break. Let's take another couple of minutes break and we'll come back for the lame talk portion of the chat where we talk about things related to DCL and unrelated to DCL as well. But uh, yeah, stay tuned in the next three minutes. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Ogre Barbarian of the Oddsman. Wanted to give a huge shout out and thanks to everyone for listening. Catch us when we go live on Discord and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud at The Oddsman. Feel free to check us out on Patreon patreon.com slash the oddsman for a variety of opportunities to help us grow and provide better content thanks again for your continued support and as always enjoy and grind on